to Afternoons Live with Tyler Axness. You may hear a different voice. That's because I am Dane DeCray filling in for Tyler. Some say filling in. I say leveling up. Enjoy your afternoon off, Tyler. Let's see if we can take the reins on today's show. I am a lawyer in Fargo-Moorhead, and I am here to have some conversations with people around town that are doing things that interest me, and I want to share that with you. My first guest today is Logan Midthune. He's the West Fargo District Activities Director. Before that, he was an activities director in both Minnesota and North Dakota. And before that, he was losing to me in Sega Nintendo in his parents' basement in Enderlin, North Dakota. My cousin, my best friend, and my first official guest. Logan, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm pretty excited about this. Me too. Uh, Logan and I both had kids, and so to do the obligatory new baby talk real quick, is the boy doing well? Oh yeah, baby Penn is doing great. He's about six weeks old right now. Um, as you can see, I got a energy drink in front of me because not a lot of sleep is happening right now in the Midthune household, so we got to just get by however we can. Everybody is healthy and good though? Yeah, everyone is healthy and good. Absolutely. Good. Us too. We, uh... Baby Vigo is five days old, and I, too, am working on very little sleep. So <laughs> today is not my first time. If there's any mistakes, it's because I am a new father. We're going to chalk it up to that. All right, Logan, let's talk some real turkey here. I know that you and I could go back and forth as cousins and buddies all day, but I actually brought you on in your capacity working to this new three-class basketball system proposal. Now, I am not from North Dakota. I was told to bring on North Dakota guests who talk about important North Dakota things, and apparently Class A, Class B basketball in North Dakota is one of the few topics that gets our KFGO listeners going. You are on the committee. Yep. Tell people what that is and what's going on. Yeah, I mean, as as you kind of referenced, the, the Class B and Class A basketball is one of the most the hottest topics in North Dakota when we're talking about high school sports, and specifically the Class B state tournament, which what they call the crown jewel. You know, for years, the Class B state tournament, the B, was what, you know, everybody attained to get to when you're from small town North Dakota. And I'm on the committee, and um, we went through the process last year and uh, have actually gotten it approved. So starting this year in about three weeks, we are going to be starting three-division basketball in North Dakota for the first time. So it was a pretty fun process to be a part of. Um, it certainly had its challenges, and it all kind of culminated last December when we went in front of the North Dakota High School Activities Association with our proposal. And, um, you know, we did that in Valley City, and they actually had to move that meeting to a hotel in Valley City because it was such a highly attended event, and there's, you know, an open speaking portion and – you know, AD after superintendent after school board member got up and spoke about it, whether they're for or against it. And so we are now we're in it and we've been working hard from last year now to this year to get all of our schedules set and all the logistics figured out. I remember that you were uh, on WDAY six o'clock news yeah. and Sev, my oldest son, said there's Uncle Logan <laughs> talking at the what was that thing up in Valley City? Yep. So um, tell me why. You guys, meaning the committee that you're on, supports this system. 
because you know you just mentioned all I've ever heard about is the bee, mm -hmm. and I watch it every year mm -hmm. on local television. And I'm not a native North Dakotan, mm -hmm. and I still watch it every year. Yep. And so I think some of the fear or some of the concern is, are we going to still have the B when there's now a B and a C or mm -hmm. assuage my concerns, Mr. Middoon? Yeah, I think just my opinion, obviously why I chose to be on that committee is because I believe in three-class basketball. I think the landscape of basketball specifically has changed in the state of North Dakota. I think there's a larger gap between the big schools in Class A and the small schools in Class A. And I think there's a bigger gap between the big schools in Class B and the small schools in Class B. You know, if we're going to compare, like even around our area, uh, a West Fargo Cheyenne, one of, one of my schools, you know, 1,500 kids to a Valley City, a school of just over 325 kids, I think that's a pretty big gap. And then I think at the Class B level, you know, you look across the state and you got um, Central Cass, a pretty large Class B school in the same region one with some small schools, like you said, my hometown, Enderland. And um, I just think that we, it, people are reluctant to change when, when it comes to some things like this because of traditions. And I think there's still going to be the excitement with those tournaments. I think the Class B tournament, there's going to probably be some new teams that are going to make it. And hopefully that those small communities are going to be excited about it and are going to want to come to those state tournaments. I think that middle level, the Class A division, is going to be really exciting when you have teams like Devil's Lake, Central Cast, Dickinson Trinity, you know, some of those traditional B powers or some of those A teams that are now going to have a chance to make a, a state tournament. That's going to be exciting too. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I came from Wyoming, which is a smaller population mm -hmm. than North Dakota, and there's four class systems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know being a part of a state tournament when I was in high school – you don't lose much from two tournaments to four. And in fact, I think you gain stuff because, you know, you talked about being from Enderlin. Your dad was the baseball coach there. My uncle, a uh, longtime listener. Shout out to Brian McDoon. <laughs> um, I remember him telling us stories when we were kids about the times you guys went to state for state baseball. And so to give more communities that opportunity to have that story more often so it's not a once-in-a-generation thing, that's what I'm hearing that you guys are trying to do with this expansion of the classes. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of good timing that when I'm coming on for this, you know, unfortunately last night I was at J.O. Thielges' funeral, who's a, you know, successful athlete from Enderland and a coach in the, in the Fargo-Moorhead area here. And we told stories about when Enderland made the state tournament in 1996, uh, when they went up against Mayville in the first round and lost to the Claybo and those guys. And, you know, being able to, that was 20 some years ago now and we're still talking about that and so that just shows how important it is to some of these communities to experience that and so we're hoping to provide more opportunities obviously so we've talked about and i've heard mostly public schools that you mentioned um i think, think you did say dickinson trinity which i believe mm -hmm. is a private or parochial. Yep, parochial tell me where those schools fit into this program yeah I th that was being part of the committee that was obviously one of the one of the more contentious parts of the plan and trying to figure out where do those private schools fit. And if you pull a hundred people across the state, you're going to get a lot of different answers on where that should be. But right now, the way the plan is laid out, and I thought the high school activity association did a really good job with this is if you are within a, if your school is within a class A community and your enrollment is of a certain number, you're going to bump up to the next class level. So if your enrollment would put you at the B, but you are, a parochial school within a class A community, you're going to be bumped up to the class A level. So i.e. Oak Grove, i.e. Dickinson Trinity, schools like that, um, they're going to be bumped up to the next level. Now, 
some schools are like Shanley have opted up to go to the very top class because they're in the EDC. They're already playing those schools and that's where they would like to be. But that, that was one of the harder parts to address is where those parochial schools were going to fit in this plan. Yeah. Tell me that logic for why you go up. I think I understand, but I wasn't in on those meetings and sometimes I think I know more than I do. So I'm going to be careful to, to finish your sentences, but what is the rationale for putting the parochial and private schools in a metro up instead of keeping them the same? They get to their, you know, district boundaries. Obviously, they get to draw from a very large area for their enrollment. They get to draw from uh, the, you know, your Shanley draw from the Fargo area, from West Fargo area. So they, because of that and the opportunities that, you know, maybe they have been in a metro area is the rationale, I think, why that we would, we would bump them up. So. Yeah, and this is something that I always talk about and I joke about every state tournament is this idea between urban and rural. Mm-hmm. You know, we have family members in Glen Owen. Uh, I don't think, you know, a family chooses to take their family out to live in Glen Owen but then go work in Bismarck. Mm-hmm. But that's very common in both Grand Forks going down to Thompson and Fargo going out to, you know, Central Cass and even sometimes Kindred or Northern Cass. So, that is what I think, you know, what I like about it is this idea that, you know, small town class B's get a chance to tell that 1996 story that you heard about uh, last night. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Logan, uh, successful first guest. I have one parting question for you. Uh, I promise I wouldn't put you on the hot seat, <laughs> but I am. Does Matt Entz need to win the Dakota marker to keep his job? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to have to come with one. One hot take type question here. Um, in my opinion, no. I don't think he loses his job if he loses this game. I think there's, you know, obviously some things that NDSU needs to fix. And to be honest, I'm not a big NDSU guy. I didn't go to NDSU. I'll go to some games every now and then. And, you know, every conversation I've had with, with Coach Jens has been a positive one. And so I I don't think he does. Obviously, if this, you know, in the next couple of years, if they keep trending in the direction they're going, I think he's going to be on the hot seat. But no, I don't think so right now. Well, there's always a place for him at Cheyenne, should something go sour. <laughs> That's right. Yep. All right, Logan Minthun, the West Fargo Director of District Activities, my cousin, my good friend. Thank you, sir. Yep, thanks for having me on, man. It was fun. We'll be right back to Afternoons Live. Dane DeCray filling in for Tyler Axness. Welcome back to Afternoons Live with Tyler Axness. I still am Dane DeCray, and I'm still filling in for Tyler. I still have my cousin Logan Midthune on as my inaugural guest in my guest hosting career. I thought we only had one segment, ladies and gentlemen, so I went through most of the things that I wanted to speak with Mr. Midthune about. I got a little eager on the mic. We have two segments, I just learned, and I should have known that. I've been part of two segments, but I've never hosted two segments. So, Logan, we're going to have to do a little bit of ad-libbing here. I hope that you can keep up. I heard you mention, and I know this because I spent almost every summer with you in Enderlin, but I want to know, first of all, your experience in the two-class system and your record in what I believe is called the GOAT game. And for those listeners who don't know, give them an idea of what that was, is, and how you fared. 
Yeah, so the GOAT game is the rivalry game between Enderlin and Lisbon in basketball. Um, and we literally would play for a wooden goat. And the wooden goat is, goat is called Red Knob. And it's called Red Knob because the, actually the, the B-O-N from Lisbon at the end and the, the D-E-R from Enderlin at the front of that Red Knob is how that all came to be. And there's actually a, a, a dance and a cheer that fans do out on the court, hoorah for Red Knob before the game. And I say... I did not win the GOAT game once when I was in high school. They, Lisbon went through a really good string of athletes there for a while, and I, we were in some pretty lean years in basketball in Enderlin at that time. You know, in, in the last few years, Enderlin obviously has had a, a lot of publicity with some the Hurlburt kids that one is on uh, University of Colorado. And so they've fared well since I've left. But when I was there, man, Joe Kravachka and those guys absolutely just ate me up. And so I, we did not have great honest basketball teams when I was in high school. You know, we, you know, like I said, Enderlin is a baseball town. We always had some success in, in baseball, but you know, we struggled a little bit in basketball. Sure. And that gets me to a point that I think is on, is on the back of the minds of some people who grew up in these communities who have these rivalries that have been around for all these years with, these weird trophies mm-hmm. and these weird rituals and their question to me uh, or to you is, are those going to go away? What happens if Enderlin and Lisbon, which won't happen, but let's say it could happen and one moves up and one stays down, you know, how do we navigate that or are those going to be the same or are we going to lose the stuff that makes small town North Dakota communities great by, by shifting these class systems? I mean, that's a great question, and that was a concern a lot of people brought up to us as we we're going through the, the three-class process. And I think there's still enough flexibility in your schedules, as at a, either whether you're at the Class B or Class A or Class even AA level, enough flexibility in your schedule. If you want to schedule those those close rivalries, you still have the ability to do so. You know, when I was the the AD out in Kildare, um, you know, we had some some great games against teams in our area and talking to, you know, some former colleagues of mine out there, they wanted to be able to still play those games against, um, you know, the Hedinger Scranton and the Richardson Taylor and teams like that, Glen Ellen. They still want to build, have the ability to play teams like that. And the way the structure, the regions and everything are structured, you still have the ability to play those games because that's, it's important. I'm glad to hear that. It's good to know that it's not an either or. It can be both. No, and I think... At the you know, if I'm looking at my schools in West Fargo, we need to also at the double A level embrace playing some schools that are smaller than us if it's going to be competitive. If you look at Kindred in the last couple of years, whether it's boys or girls basketball, in my opinion, we should be in West Fargo schools, you know, we should be playing some teams like that for a non conference game. You know, I think those would be pretty competitive games if you look at look at how those teams have been structured. It's um, the game doesn't obviously mean anything for your record stand for your region standings, but if it's going to be a good game and it's a team that's 10 miles down the road, let's play. Well, that reminds me, too, of and I think you and I have gone to these games. I remember when North Dakota State would get asked to go play football against these big, fancy Power 5 schools, and they thought, oh, we're going to kick the crap out of them, and then little old NDSU won about five of them before everybody learned. Yeah, no, I, nobody wants to schedule them. Right? I mean, I can't imagine a better thing for at least the greater Fargo area for a great Kindred team to come and, you know, put it on the burners or make it a game with Fargo Cheyenne or, or anything like that. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right, Logan, you have less than 30 seconds left. I'll give you the final word in the first interview of the Dane DeCray show. I would just say thank you for having me on. 
I appreciate it. Um, we're going to have to do this again. So when you be a guest again, you invite me on, and we're going to do an even better job this next time. Well, you make sure that Tyler has me back, okay, Logan? Will do. All right, folks, we'll be right back to Afternoons Live. Dane DeCray filling in for Tyler Axness. Beginning to think that I'm 